Hey, Kevin Draves here with the Howl for Diamond Box Bluetooth speakers. I got to tell you, I play basketball at the gym down the road for me all the time. And sometimes I go late at night. I bring my Diamond Box. And now they're introducing three new systems. The new L2, XL2, and M2 all feature stereo sound by themselves or split stereo sound with wireless syncing of two units for a live sound experience. Loud enough for any environment. And I kid you not, you could play this at low volume and you'll hear it in any room of your house. This is the most powerful Bluetooth boombox speaker on the market today. Check them out on Twitter at Diamond Box Co. That's box with two X's, Diamond Box Co. Tonight, you folks at home and we here in the Coliseum will watch history in the making. The first game ever for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Anthony being your MVP. 
Carl Towns was then MVP in 24-25 as we won it there. Finals MVP, D'Angelo Russell, as we win it in 25-26. In 26-27, Shyheim Odom, I, I can't claim that I know who that is at the moment, um, was the MVP for the Magic who take it. But then we had Denny Avdia is the Finals MVP. And then the cool story, Nas Reed wins uh, Finals MVP there. So Denny Avdia has done it all. Made the Finals every single year. Finals MVP, regular season MVP. Obviously, he's made some all-star games. The guy's doing it all. I mean, that's bottom line. Let's take a look at what the roster looks like for this season. Point guards, we have Vin Saunders, who, I mean, of course we have to embrace him. And then we have Jerry Ryan. Shooting guards, we have Timmy Rice, Marcel Sonet, and Matt Howell. And how about this? Matt Howell in 80, Marcel Sonet is in 86, and Timmy Rice is in 93. I mean, those are some players, right? That is some quality depth at the wing. And two of those guys actually are tall enough to play the three and the two. So you get some position flexibility there. We then have Denny of Dia. We have Jalen Johnson. We have Luca Zagarok, who is an international prospect. Dexter Swift. And then we have Evan Watson. And Marty Reed is our two-way player. And then power forwards, we have Paolo Banchero, Wendell Page, and Jeff Randall. Center's of course, Nas Reed. We do not have Towns anymore. Uh, at this point, he has moved on. But Nas Reed, we have Lowell McDaniel. We have Lee Weaver. And then Rex Ramsey is our two-way prospect. And just to kind of go over how good this roster currently is, uh, Denny of D is a 96. Nas Reed's a 93. Jalen Johnson is a 93. Timmy Rice is a 93. Paolo Banchero is a 92. So look at that. All, all those guys are all in the 90s. So your starting lineup is pretty set there. And then you have 86. You have an 82, an 80, an 80, a 79. I mean, this team is absolutely stacked. If we take a look at how the, let's see, if we go to standings, go to power rankings. So NBA.com has us third. We are fifth according to 2K Sports, and we are third according to Eric Benish. So everyone thinks we're going to be a pretty solid team, but, you know, time will tell. You never really know for sure what's going to happen in regards to that. So as we are jumping into this season, a uh, thing to keep in mind, the best record we've seen to start a season was Denny of D at 12-0. So 12-0 was the best start by any of the pack prospects so far. We'll see if that changes. Maybe they can make a run at it here. Time will tell. They did start off 3-0. and As we're going through the start of this simulation, I want to touch on a little thing we've talked about uh, previously on the show, and that is the possibility of a returning season and the uh, bubble effect or the bubble idea uh, that the teams would have to go and the league would have to agree to. So uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious diseases expert, says the only way professional sports will happen this summer is by holding events without fans in attendance and by keeping players in hotels. So he basically says Fauci says sports can return if teams are quarantined and stadiums are empty. So we talked about that, and I I think that's a, a pretty important point. And you have someone, obviously, that's an expert in their field, an expert on what's going on with COVID. And he he was very clear here, you know, it's possible. And and what I'll say is now for baseball, it's a lot of, it's going to be a lot more difficult. And the reason for that is longer season. And it's a long time to tell a player, hey, by the way, you can't see your kids. You can't see your family. I mean, any of that stuff. That's a lot to ask for someone. Now, as far as the NBA is concerned, I'll tell you right now, I don't think any of the players would have a problem with being, let's say, in Las Vegas for the playoffs because that's all that's all my understanding that's all it would be with just the playoffs so now you're cutting down half the teams whereas you think about how much more difficult it would be for baseball now baseball would do it it sounds like in arizona somewhere and that makes sense because there's a lot of uh, baseball places uh you know there's the i think arizona fall league is done there i mean there's a lot of baseball played in arizona and there's definitely the facilities Uh, and that's the same reason as far as uh, basketball is concerned, and the Las Vegas, obviously they have the facilities to house the players and all the hotels. They have uh, gyms available, whether it's the UNLV campus. Obviously, they do the summer league there. It's it's very easy to do. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say easy, but Las Vegas would be able to accommodate. And I think that's, that's pretty important and a, a thing to kind of keep in mind as we go forward here. Obviously, as an NBA fan, as a Wolves fan, I really want to see more basketball. Now, as a Wolves fan, we probably won't see more basketball. But what that does is it brings us to the next idea, and that is, of course, what's going to happen with the NBA draft. Well, of course, if you're going to continue the season, you're going to have to push the draft. And so that's the next talking point. What happens then? It sounds like my understanding would be you're probably looking at the draft somewhere in the August range. And we've talked about that in the past, a potential schedule, what it could look like. But those are just some things to keep in mind. But as of right now, 
nothing's been changed other than the fact that you're not really going to have the pre-draft. Um, I let's see. I guess you'd say pre-draft options such as the combine, individual workouts, team workouts. Those things aren't really going to be available to players or teams. That's one thing to keep in mind, and especially keep that in mind when you're talking about some of these players that have come out. They're testing the waters for the draft. A guy like uh, the uh, University of Minnesota's Marcus Carr. Uh, you have a guy like Tyrell Terry. There's names out there that are going to test the waters. Now, those are very opposite ends of the spectrum prospects. Marcus Carr, I'll tell you right now, to me, he has no business uh, being in the draft this year. A very solid player, but just not ready. This is not the year for him, especially given he's a point guard, and this is a very deep point guard draft. I mean, you're going to be, if, if he was lucky, he'd get drafted end of the second round. But to me, I mean, he's just not at that stage right now. And so given that there's not a lot to go off of in terms of a pre-draft process, I, I to me, I think in the end he's just going to end up coming back. Now, Tyrell Terry is a different, kind of a different beast. Uh, I've seen some people that have him on their big board top 10. Now, I think that's crazy. I, I'm, I'm not there yet. And now, granted, I have not come out with my big board. I have not finalized my big board or mocks or anything like that. But... As of right now, I like Tyrell Terry. I don't love Tyrell Terry. But the one thing I've seen other people talk about, and a good scenario for me, at least, is the idea that if you're a team in the 20s and you're thinking, I think Tyrell Terry is really, really good, and he's probably not fully there yet. There's probably a little bit more fine-tuning he needs to his game. But let's say he goes back to college for another year, and, and I think this is very possible that next year he'd be a lottery pick. Well, why not take a chance now and say to Tyrell Terry, if you're in the 20s and say, here's the deal, you're not sure if you want to stay in the draft. What we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to basically make you a promise, whatever that team is. Let's say you have the 25th pick or something, and you say, all right, Terry, will you stay in the draft? We are willing to guarantee you uh, the draft pick. We're going to take you with that pick. Uh, I think Terry strongly considers that, considering he already is thinking about being in the draft. I think he's fairly, I guess, he's, maybe he's optimistic, uh, given that he's part of the draft process. But I also think he's probably realistic, and he understands he's probably not going to be a lottery pick. And so at that point, why would you even be doing the process if you're not willing to be drafted, you know, let's say in that 15 to 25 range? And so I, I do think it's possible you could you could convince him to stay, but I think that's going to involve a promise. And it's not the first time. It's not the last time we're going to hear about promises. Every single year, there's rumors of pro promises and and it happens i mean in many cases you hear about it and then that team doesn't in, in fact take that guy a recent example would be the bulls and chandler hutchinson uh for from a few years ago so anyways just something to keep in mind something to consider we are now at the trade deadline 39 and 11 100 team chemistry i mean how about that let that sink in let's take a look at the injury report are we missing any players uh, marcel sonet is gonna be out two to four weeks he actually broke his right wrist, so that's unfortunate. One thing we've been really fortunate about, and uh, knock on wood, of course, but our guy Denny of Dia has been fairly healthy, and so we've been very fortunate there. And it's part of the reason why he's able to reach that ceiling that some have for him is that when you're when you're playing this game, and we saw this with in some of these simulations for pack prospects with Towns, where he'd get seriously injured and he never reached that peak uh, of his ability. So we, we're very fortunate that we haven't had that issue here with Denny. Let's take a look at the standings. I'm very curious. So league standings, uh, we are number one with 39-11 and 11 record, and that's number one in the entire league. So the next closest teams would be the Pelicans at 34-16, and 16, and then the top team in the East, which is the Magic, at 36-14. and 14. So we are far and away the best team. I'm curious, do they have us as the top team in the power rankings? You would hope so, but, I mean, stranger things, right? They do have us all as the number one team, so that's good. Um, and we don't, again, we don't have really any injury concerns. Let's take a look at contract extensions just to see. Uh, Vin Saunders, uh, Evan Watson, and Marcel Sonet are all ineligible. So that's not something we need to worry about yet. Although Vin Saunders is going to come up uh, on a contract extension. Now, he's not exactly the greatest player ever. You know, he's 24 years old, just an 82, but a uh, very good playmaker, an A plus for prim- or A plus for playmaking, a B plus for perimeter D. He is a high IQ player, and his potential is an A+. Same with physicals. So he's a 6'5", point guard, shooting guard. I don't know what his outside shooting is like, but i got to figure it's pretty good, considering his other shooting numbers are pretty solid. So we'll obviously look to retain him. 
And here we go, jumping in to the second half of the season. And we'll see how this team actually fares. And we'll come back at you at the end of this 2029-2030 season. And we'll see how the team did. You're listening to The Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. All right, jumping back in and we take a look at the superlatives. We have Dariq Whitehead as your MVP. Gerard Blount is your Rookie of the Year. Keep in mind, we're in the year 2030, so you're not going to know most of these players, obviously. You have uh, Zaire Wade as Sixth Man of the Year. Of course, I say that, and then we know him. Uh, Jazar Jackson is your Defensive Player of the Year, and Jamal Copeland is your Most Improved. Coach of the Year, by the way, is, you guessed it, Ryan Saunders, 62-20. and 20. How about that? Very impressive. Let's take a look. Did any of our players make All-NBA... And Nas Reed makes an All-NBA third team, which is pretty cool to see. Uh, no Denny sighting, unfortunately. We are the number one seed. Let's take a look if we have any injury issues. Nope, we are clean. So here we go, jumping into the playoffs. One seed, Wolves taking on the eight seed, Rockets. We are up 1-0, 2-0. Good start so far. 2-1, Rockets take it. 3-1, we're building that lead. And do we move on? 4-1, boom. Moving on, and we are taking on the five-seed Dallas Mavericks. Uh, across the way, actually, the eight-seed beat the one-seed Magic over on the east, so that's kind of interesting. And here we go, round number two, taking on the Mavericks. One versus five. We have the 2-0 lead, 2-1, uh, 2-2. They're making a comeback. 3-2, we are up, and we move on. Woo, that was close. Made it to seven games. Uh, almost. We, we don't want to lose that streak, obviously, with Denny Abdia. Denny of Dia, by the way, did not have a great game. Seven. Seven points and four rebounds, four assists. Oof. Not great. But here we are in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, one versus two. And over in the East, it is three versus eight. Let's take a look here. Can we take out the two seed? We are up 1-0, 2-0, 3-0. And a 4-0 sweep. And we move on to the finals. Denny of Dia has still never missed a finals appearance since we have been doing this simulation. We are taking on the Miami Heat. Again, this is uh, year 2030. Here we go. 1-0, we are up. 2-0, 2-1, and we are the champions. That is the seventh championship for Denny of Dia and the Timberwolves. And Nas Reed is your MVP. Very cool there. Let's take a look at the specifics, though. Denny, ooh, Denny had a solid, pretty solid performance. 5 of 9 from the field. Uh, 12 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Two blocks, just a single turnover. That's not bad, but wow. How about Nas Reed in Game, in game 5? Because we did only uh, lose one game. 44 points, 9 boards, and 3 dimes. How about them apples? I mean, just incredibly impressive from our guy Nas and, of course, from uh, the team as a whole. And there we are. Championship number 7 uh, that is taking place here. This was the year 2030. And we'll probably do at least one more season this week. Uh, We'll see if they can keep that finals streak alive. I think that's pretty important uh, to see what we can build there. Jumping ahead here to the offseason, taking a look at, uh, we'll start with the league meetings just to see if anything does get passed, although we're kind of at the point where we're not letting anything really fall through the cracks. Change the time the offense is given to advance the ball to the front court to 12 seconds. That was approved. We're going to reject that. We're just trying to keep things uh, pretty much status quo. The only thing we've really changed or let change uh, was that 18-year-olds are eligible for the NBA draft. Speaking of the draft, let's jump ahead to that next step of the offseason. We will sim all the tasks prior to that and uh, take a look and see. Again, we are not at, these are all going to be uh, NBA 2K simulated draft classes. So it's nothing that we've put together. It's none of the user-generated draft classes. This is all random. So we'll see if this is a uh, good year or a bad year, I guess, as far as uh, the draft classes is concerned. We'll send to our first pick. Uh, we made a number of trades, so we have some picks, but they're a little later. So our first pick is the 18th pick. Uh, but actually, there are some pretty good players available. How about this? A 19-year-old, Tommy Washington, small forward, B-plus overall, 7-1 wingspan, six foot eight. Very impressive physically. Uh, A-plus for three-pointers. That's, I mean, come on, that's as good as it gets, right? A, a B-plus for potential, which is pretty solid. And, in fact, the best overall prospect, just in terms of potential, is is almost the same. Uh, the difference being that uh, he is older, it looks like. Uh, let's take a look here. There's also some decent European prospects that we could look at, but I think uh, going by age in this case ends up being the best way to go about things just because 
Tommy Washington appears to be the best player. Now, I don't know for sure if that's what we need player-wise, but if that's the best value, I do think it's still worth it. Now, we do have a, a few other picks in the 20s, again, because of trades we made. There's a really good European prospect. His name is, let's see, he's 19 years old, B overall, Iancu Paunescu. A uh, very good prospect, it looks like. We're going to grab him. I think that's very good value. 19 years of age, a B overall. Uh, very, very solid. And then we do have, like I said, other picks available to us, but I don't think we need more players. Let's take a look at what the actual needs are of the team. So if we go to the roster, we can go by position. So our our number one point guard, Vin Saunders, does have to be signed. Hopefully that's not going to be an issue. But it could be a good idea to grab another point guard. We then have, uh, looks like at our wing position, our main wing is under contract still, but our backups that are pretty important given how good they are overall, uh, we need to, do need to re-sign them. As far as the small forward position, unfortunately, that is the one position we are completely stacked at, and that's what we just drafted. So that's one of the unfortunate things. But the good news is, because we have that depth, it gives us an opportunity to make some trades and uh, to recoup some value. So we'll do that and uh, kind of finish off the draft via simulation or at least uh, off air, and then we will go from there. You're listening to The Howl, and this is Dash Radio's Nothing That Channel. This is Pack Prospects, a look at Denny of Dia and the fictional career of Vin Saunders. So jumping back in, it is the start of the 2030 season. Uh, let's take a look here at what the roster looks like after that offseason. Pretty eventful offseason, I would say. Let's take a look here at uh, position by position. So we have Vin Saunders. We got him back. Unfortunately, we had to lose Jalen Johnson to keep Vin Saunders. Unfortunate, of course, we uh, would have loved to be able to keep both, but financially just wasn't possible. Uh, then we have Jerry Ryan and Conrad Walker. So good young point guard prospects on the team. We have shooting guards Timmy Rice, Matt Howell. We also have Edward Wennington, and then Eric Brady is our two-way player. Small forwards, we have Denny of Dia, of course. Then we have Luka Zagarak. We have Dexter Swift, and then Iancu Paunescu is a European prospect that we took a chance on in the draft. Power forwards, we have Paolo Banchero, Wendell Page, Jeff Randall. And then centers, we have Nas Reed, of course. Nas Reed has been dominating in this sim. We then have Lowell McDaniel, Wallace Jennings, and Rex Ramsey. It's a two-way prospect. The one downside to Nas Reed, by the way, we still have under contract for three more years. Tons of money, by the way. But he is 31, uh, but still a 93 overall. So we're not looking to move on from him yet. But at a certain point, you wonder when he's going to start to decline. We have not reached that point yet, which is good. But, you know, when is that going to happen? As we jump into this season, we take a look at uh, kind of some talking points around the NBA. Uh, one thing, uh, uh, you know, a guy that uh, I really respect in the league and that is Keith Smith, works for Yahoo Sports. Um, he actually made a comment, and he actually, I believe, wrote an article on this, and it was pretty cool. He's talking about how taking a look at the possible sites for starting up the league again, and he brought up the Walt Disney World, um, basically their big uh, complex they have down there, and he talked about how he's worked at Walt Disney for, I believe he said 20 years he had worked there. I mean, obviously now he's in the sports realm, but he used to work, and I don't know what capacity he worked there, so I don't know the specifics, but he's very familiar, it sounds like, with the landscape and with the setup they have there. And he says no other place would be as perfect as that. So that's kind of an interesting take. But I think in just in general, I think it's good that we have some options of places that would probably work if we if they find a way to get this done. Obviously, rapid testing, antibody testing, they have things they need to get in place for this to be feasible, but at least there are some sites or at least there are some locations uh, that we feel like could actually work. Uh, the next thing I want to touch on as we're going through so far, and by the way, the the current team, we are 12-5, and five, and that is a mid, or towards the end of November. The big news story that's coming up now is discussing what just got announced uh, yesterday, and that is Jalen Green's choice to join a special NBA League development team initiative. And uh, along with NBA's, you know, they're looking at other players, and they're going to start bringing uh, this to fruition. The way this uh, new program is supposed to work is you're not signing on to a G League team. It's specifically uh, for, like, prospects. So guys that are, like, in the case of Jalen Green, they're going to forego college. They're going to forego playing professionally across seas. And the way it works is, at least this is my understanding, is you get – it's so the player gets $500,000. And then on top of that, 
they get, I believe it's $125,000 for education purposes. So then they can go to college uh, down the road. I think it's a very cool program. And I'm telling you right now, if you're one of the top prospects coming out of high school, I, I just don't see why you go to college if you have this ability. Because the issue you run into with college is if you get hurt, what if you have a career-ending injury and then you make nothing? I mean, that's the big difference here is not only are you going to get a free education, so boom, you've got that. Uh, so that's already taken care of. Plus, you're going to get $500,000. To me, it's a no-brainer. And anyone that is offered that chance, I'd be pretty shocked if they didn't take it. So that's one thing uh, to really keep in mind. And I know there's there's other big-name prospects. Uh, Moni Bates uh, was just uh, named, uh, I believe, National Player of the Year, and he's a sophomore. So uh, he talked about how if, if they enacted, he's going to go straight to the NBA uh, from high school if they change the, the age limits. But maybe it's one of those things where they don't change the age limits. They just stick with this program. Probably not the worst thing. Now, again, you're not going to be playing like a, like a standard G League schedule. So you're not part of the G League necessarily. It's a separate thing. I believe the way it's going to work is you will play some G League games, like showcase games, things like that. So you are going to be playing games. I, I feel like I read it was somewhere around like 12 or 13 games is what you end up playing. And obviously then uh, you, know, you have the opportunity this next year or I guess when this starts up you're obviously going to be growing as a player and you're you know getting yourself set up for the draft. Jalen Green, of course, one of those names you hear linked to the number one pick in the 2021 draft. Uh, so kind of interesting there. Uh, as far as the simulation goes, uh, we did some weird drop pop-up. So Rex Ramsey, center of the Timberwolves, cannot remain called up to the NBA as the NBA has assigned. Uh, he's already hit his uh, two-way contract days. So the interesting thing there is what... Um, why is this popping up? I'm just curious if that means we have some some bad injuries. Let's take a look. No injuries. So it must have just been a, uh, the case of the simulation got changed as far as settings. So there is a the way it works in this game is you actually have to automate certain things if you want number one if you want it to go smoothly and if you don't want things to pop up. The things that we choose to automate when we're going through these simulations are things like G League decisions, so call ups, call downs, all that stuff. But then also. The day-to-day operations by the coach. So we just let Ryan Saunders kind of handle things and uh, you know, as far as the rotation is concerned because then you're not constantly getting updated with every single injury. Like, what do you want to do, this or that? So it's, it gives you a little more uh, flexibility uh, in terms of just the speed of the game. It goes a lot quicker. So that's one thing to keep in mind. We are 17-5 and five midway through December. So, I mean, that's a pretty good start. It'd be, it's pretty tough to not... Uh, like what's happened so far. Now we did not we did not beat the twelve and zero start that we have seen in uh, past seasons. Uh, I think we did it once, maybe twice. So uh, that's one thing that's kind of interesting, uh, if you ask me. So the one thing I want to touch on too is uh, what's something that's going to be released soon, which is the the Last Dance, the documentary about the uh, the nineties Bulls. I'm very intrigued by that. I'm not sure who else among our listeners are fans of that kind of era of basketball. I just think it's going to be a pretty cool thing to watch, and that's about to get released. So for anyone that isn't aware of that, uh, keep an eye out on that. That's going to be a ESPN, I believe, is, and it's going to be a, a multiple-episode uh, series, I, I believe is how that's going to work. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, the one thing in regards to that is uh, Michael Jordan talked about how he thinks that people are going to kind of see him as not a great guy when they watch this. And and to me, I, I say, I think we already knew that. I think a lot of people already knew maybe he wasn't the best teammate. And I think that's not, he's not the only person that that comes to mind, uh, if you ask me. So there's other players. I think a lot of the best players kind of, you know, throughout the different sporting leagues, uh, you have that issue. You know, being a Minnesota guy, I know Chris Carter was one of those guys in the locker room that uh, he was a tough teammate. And a lot of that comes down to, uh, you know, work ethic, Uh, expectations there's just certain things that certain players expect from their teammates Uh, KG was one of those guys you know KG great teammate but you know sometimes uh, there were issues obviously anyone that's familiar with the Minnesota ties there was the player um, out of Minnesota Rick Rickert and obviously the disgruntled uh, actions they had there where those two guys kind of went at it at practice and Rick Rickert uh, clocked or got clocked by KG I believe is, is the way I heard it so there's always stuff like that going on, and I don't think anyone's going to, uh, you know, move MJ down the ranks because they're like, man, not a great teammate. Like, I don't think that's, 
I don't think that's a thing at this point. MJ's legacy is what it is. And I don't think he needs to worry all that much about the way people view him after this documentary. I'm very, very excited to watch this. I think it's going to be a very cool insight into one of the NBA's greatest franchises, and or at least a time when that franchise was great, because obviously the Bulls have not been the same since. So here we are. Let's take a look at the simulation once again. The team is 30-9 and nine midway through January, so they are absolutely dominating. Very, very good as far as I'm concerned. Let's take a look quick. We'll pause this just to see injuries. Is anyone out? We have, oh, Vin Saunders. He's out two to four weeks with left knee tendonitis. And then uh, Timmy Rice actually has a broken nose. So uh, not ideal, but, you know, at least you're not missing, you know, Denny of D is not hurt. You're not missing kind of your, your mainstay cogs. Although Vince Saunders was the starting point guard. So I wonder if that means we make some adjustments in terms of who we play at shooting guard, small forward, and then point guard. Because Denny of Dia in this game is listed as a shooting or a small forward and a point guard. And so there's definitely some wiggle room there. So I think that uh, we're, we're deep enough and the team is set up enough that it makes some sense uh, to have that flexibility. By the way, we are at the contract extension deadline. We actually cannot, we do not have the funds available to re-sign either Paolo Banchero or Denny of Dia. So we'll have to see what happens down the road there. We'll have to wait on that. But they're not exactly in a rush. Their, their contracts aren't, aren't about to expire, so we're not worried there. So we do have time to kind of uh, see how that plays out. But we'll simulate through the rest of the season and come back at you at the end of the season and go from there. You're listening to Dash Radio's Nothing Matter Channel, and we are your source for all things Timberwolves and NBA. We are the Howl. So we finished the season 59-23, and 23, 94% chemistry. Very good, obviously. Definitely where we want to be. We then have MVP of the league is Bronny James with the Orlando Magic. Rookie of the year is Leonard Irving, sixth man of the year. Lazar Jackson, a defensive player of the year. Barney McKnight is your most improved. And coach of the year is, of course, Ryan Saunders. Let's take a look at the all-NBA teams. Do we have any guys make it? And we do not. No Denny of Dia sighting. No one else makes it. Uh, unfortunate there. But still, we are the number one seed in the West. And here we go. Can we continue? Are we done? What's going to happen in our quest for another finals appearance? I mean, we'd love to win it. But if we don't win it, if we can still at least make it, that's the key. That is going to be the key to keeping things afloat here in this simulation. So in the West, 1, 2, 3, and 4 made it. In the East, 1, 5, 2, and 6 move on. Here we go, taking on the 4-seed Pelicans. 1-0, oh, we are up 2-0. Oh, we're keeping it going. 2-1, ooh, we, we did lose the game. 3-1 and 3-2, they're coming back. 3-3, three, three. ooh, that was close. Taking it to seven games, much closer than it should have been. Taking a look at the squad, though, Denny of Dia. How about this? In Game 7, 22 points, 10 boards, 8 assists, 3 steals. Woo! Domination. And here we go, taking on the 2-seed Clippers. Let's see what happens. 1-0, we are up. 2-0, we are up. 3-0, we are up. Ooh, they're coming back, though. 3-1. Ooh, 4-1. And here we are. We're taking on the Magic. And if you remember, that is the uh, MVP-led Bronny James Magic. So here we go. We did make the finals. So we did that. Now can we win it again? 2-1, we're up 3-1 and 4-1. We are absolutely on fire. And Denny of Dia does it again. Finals MVP. Just been fantastic. Averaging 15.2 points, 8.6 rebounds, 7.6 assists per game. One and a half steals. Very, very impressive. Uh, 39% from three. I mean, a lot to like here. Very impressive for Denny, obviously, who uh, still in his career in these simulations, Denny has not missed a single finals appearance. I mean, let that sink in, how impressive that is. To never miss the finals, I mean, that's just unheard of in a, in a player's career. I, in my lifetime, the closest thing would be LeBron, who, who barely has ever missed. I mean, so it's pretty impressive what we're able to see here from Denny of Dia. We jump into the offseason. We kind of have to decide if we're going to end it now or come back and come back later, or if we want to do more to this simulation. Uh, taking a look at what we've gotten so far out of this, it's definitely kind of interesting. In fact, I think we'll do one more season here. Let's jump into the offseason here. We'll start at the draft lottery. I don't know if we have any picks in the actual lottery portion, and we do actually. Let's take a look here. I'm very, very interested here to see if we actually, maybe we'll move up. 
it looks like we have a shot at a, a possible shot at two picks. So we'll see. They are supposed to be top ten. I don't know if there's restrictions though that are going to change things for us. We'll take a look here. So uh, 14, the Wizards, they do not move up. Then you have the Cavaliers who are stuck at 13. So so far so good. Although again, it's rare these teams move up, but it has happened. At 12, you have the Nets who are stuck, not moving up, which is good for us so far. So far, no one's moved up. We are still sitting at a top 10 pick, and uh, the Lakers are at 11, so still no movement, which is good to see. At 10, it is supposed to be the Nuggets, and it is the Nuggets. So, so far, so good. Tail of the tape. At 9, we have the Bucks. Do they stay or move up? And they move up. We drop. So it was uh, the worst-case scenario for us as we did drop a number of spots. Uh, and both our picks dropped. So instead of being, uh, I believe we were supposed to have uh, picks that were earlier, and both of our picks dropped. So we now have picks 8 and 9. So that was uh, about as bad as it could go for us uh, in terms of just dropping out. Of course, we just won the finals, so obviously whatever we're adding to this is going to be just kind of uh, icing on the cake, so to speak. So we're going to jump through some more of the offseason stuff, maybe come back at the draft, either that or at the start of the 30-31 season. We'll see on The Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. So we are at the draft now, and I just took a look, and the what we end up doing, here's what we end up doing. So we were decided, what do we want to do for the future of this team and to keep the finals streak alive? Uh, so that's the interesting part here. We ended up trading a future first-round pick, our first-round pick, which means it won't be worth anything, and Nas Reed for the number one overall pick. And the reason I did that was because it is a power forward that's available, 18 years of age, and he is an A-, minus, and he is listed 6'10", and he can play the center position. So it was just too good to pass up to get that talent, and obviously with Nas Reed, he actually already started going down in terms of overall. So he's already hit his peak. And so to me, it just made a lot of sense to go this route with some youth. 6'10", 7'5", wingspan, so really solid. All right, so we ended up making a number of picks, and we made a number of trades uh, to really get a, a solid draft going. So it's pretty cool there. And uh, the only issue we ran into, and this is an issue we do have every so often on 2K, where the game thinks we have more European players than we actually do. They say the limit is three, but we only have one currently. And when we tried to add a second, they said two was, was more than three. So uh, that's the one uh, little bit of a, a flaw in the, the game, the way the game's been made, uh, but not the end of the world. I mean, you know, we, we're not too worried about being able to uh, figure that out, but we'll just probably find a way to grab that player back that we did lose uh, as a result of that. So not the end of the world, and we are at free agency now, which uh, I don't know that we have anything too crucial in terms of guys that we need to re-sign from our own team. Obviously, it's important for us to grab a couple of nice two-way prospects, as every so often, those guys get really, really good. And so that's the one thing to keep in mind. And we've touched on this before, but we'll touch on it again and again. The big thing to keep in mind when you're going through this is it's important to figure out not only the players' overall ranking and their age when you're picking up two-way players, but their potential as well. Because every so often, you'll stumble on a guy that's got really high potential at a young age. And if you can grab them as a two-way prospect, sometimes they take big jumps. Uh, so, for example, in this case, we are grabbing a power forward center, which is good to have depth at that position since we lost Nas Reed. And B+, plus, which is not bad at the age of 19. So that's pretty good for a two-way prospect. And then taking a look at uh, who else is available. Again, the key is you sort by age and then by expected amount of money. And the minimum amount is the key there. It looks like the other player that's available would be a B-minus level prospect. That's a, a decent option. A lot of the guys that are higher potential, unfortunately, are a little older, and that kind of makes things a little more difficult. And so we're going to stick with uh, this guy. Brent Gaines is his name, and we can grab him. He's a 67 overall, B-minus potential. And B-minus is actually pretty good as far as two-way prospects. A lot of times you get uh, lower numbers than that, so that's actually not too shabby. All right, so we take a look at some of the players that we have available. Now, we made a number of trades, so we do have a lot of exemptions that we want to make sure to renounce. And if we renounce all of those, especially like Nas Reed making $42 million, we definitely want to renounce that because 
that's a big thing in terms of who we're able to re-sign. We also had a player that we had traded. He was part of a trade last season, and we're not going to re-sign him. He has a $20 million cap hold. So right there, that's $60 million in holds, and that's not including all the trades. So we're probably close to $70 million in cap holds that we're getting rid of by making sure that we say uh, yes or no to the appropriate uh, players and options. So here we are at uh, so day one is complete. We have gone through and we have grabbed our two-way prospects, made sure to uh, re-sign uh, anyone that we needed to at the moment. But looking at the roster, we're actually already at 15 players, and there's no one on the roster or no one that was on the roster that is coming up on a contract that we've re-signed yet. So we're going to have to go through a number of moves here to really finalize the full and the final 15-man and so we'll see what happens there. We'll come back at you at the start of the season. You're listening to The Howl on Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. All right, so we had a very eventful offseason. Let's take a look at the roster. I'm very pleased with how things worked out. So Vin Saunders, of course, is our starting point guard. But then Conrad Walker, who a, pl- a player we had uh, traded for previously, has taken a big step. He's now just 20 years of age and 80 overall. And then our third string is Jerry Ryan, a 79 overall, just 22 years of age. So we're very set at that position. Shooting guards, Timmy Rice is a 95 overall at 25 years of age. And then Matt Howell, we, we ended up not, we could have re-signed him to a long-term deal, but we decided to let him play out just on the uh, the one-year contract, the qualifying offer, uh, just because I think it's a little dicey there. Uh, he was asking for a lot of money. And he's only, but of course, you know, I say that, and now he's an 86 overall, and he was an 83 overall when we were signing him. So he jumped up quite a bit. So we have him, and then we have two-way prospect Brent Gaines. Small forwards, we have Denny of Dia, of course. But then we have Luka Zagorak and Iancu Paunescu. All of those guys are absolute studs. And then power forwards, we have Paolo Banchero. We have one of the best rookies I've ever seen as far as draft classes created by 2K itself. Uh, Willie Carter, 19 years of age, an 84 overall, an A-plus for potential. This dude is really, really good. And then Wendell Page, Jeff Randall. And Michael Dawson, so very, I and mean, we're we're absolutely stacked as far as uh, this class is concerned. And then we have two-way prospects, Stephen Madsen. In centers, we have Lowell McDaniel and Clayton Gill. Clayton Gill is very interesting to me. So he was listed as an A plus for potential when we drafted him. When you get these later prospects, generally when it has a high potential, it's not fully that. So he ended up being an A minus. But we did send him to a training camp, and he was Mister Irrelevant. I'm interested to see what he turns into. Just 20 years old, 68 overall, was not willing to sign a two-way contract, which is why we made the decision to keep him on a, on a small deal. So we'll see. We will see what happens there. I'm very intrigued uh, with what his, uh, I guess, his potential and what he could end up t- turning out to be. Maybe he'll have a good career. I guess we shall see. And again, we're going to see. The biggest question now is, do we make the finals again? Obviously, that's going to be uh, paramount. Uh, to what we are building. Uh, One thing I want to touch on a little bit here is the NBA recently did their horse competition, and uh, my understanding is it was not great. Now, I did not actually have a chance to watch it, and so I don't know for sure if, if that's the case, if it was good, if it was bad, any of those issues, of course. What I do appreciate is that the NBA is actually doing something. I mean, what other leagues are actually putting forth content. Uh, the MB- the NFL did a really good job with free agency. They're going to be having the draft virtually next week. And again, I don't know how much fans are going to be able to take part in that just in terms of watching things, but it's intriguing nonetheless. And at least it gives you something. So any of these leagues that are willing to put out content uh, and, and stuff for sports fans to watch uh, is very, very good. If you ask me, otherwise we're all going to be stuck watching replays, which again, a lot of fun replays to watch. Obviously, I'm taking part in a lot of those uh, classic Wolves games and the classic clips and things like that that we've been able to experience. But, you know, as far as live sports, there's not much out there other than marble racing. So let's take what we can get. And I think people just tend to overlook how great it is that these leagues are willing to do something for you. You know, the, the NBA and the NBA 2, and NBA 2K they put out the content of the players' tournament. And we do, by the way, go over the results of that on our most recent episodes of NBA 2K League Show. 
So another one of our shows on the Nothing But Net channel. I encourage you, if you do not listen or if you have not subscribed, that's more really good content that you're going to want to listen to. And uh, that was a really fun tournament to watch. All those games are available in full and in highlight form on YouTube for free. So if you're looking for something to watch, uh, it is pretty enjoyable, the back and forth by the players. So again, I appreciate what the NBA, NFL, and, and some of these leagues are doing at least to try to bring us content because... It's either that or what. What else are you going to do? You're stuck at home, obviously. Who isn't binge-watching television shows? We all are. So that's one thing that additionally gives you a way to still connect with the sports that you love. On another note, one of my favorite sports, and I think just because we are a Minnesota Timberwolves-based radio show, I think it's important to go over things like this. But the governor recently, and actually just today as I'm recording this, opened up golf courses. And me and some friends, while practicing safe social distancing, will be golfing tomorrow. So I'm very, very excited for that because as someone that is very active in in terms of wanting to be out and be able to play sports, there's not many sports out there that you can still practice social distancing. Golf is one of them. The keys, of course, are going to be we're walking. We're not going to use carts. We don't want to take a chance on using something someone else has used. We're not going to hit the balls into the hole. We're just going to be, you know, kind of a close. If you're close-ish, then we're going to count it and move on because, again, you got to take this virus seriously. And here on the Howl, we are doing just that. But still cool news for Minnesotans. And obviously, it's important that we continue to take this seriously uh, for the time being. So jumping back into the simulation, by the way, Let's take a look at how the team is doing. We are 34-8. and eight. Uh, We are almost to the end of January, so very, very impressive uh, looking from this Timberwolves and Denny of Dia lead, um, or finals, I guess, as we look at his look into. This is probably part number three of the past pack prospect, Denny of Dia, and again, still has not missed the finals. I was curious what would happen once we lost Jalen Johnson. But Denny of Dia has been so good. And granted, we have a really deep team. I get that. But Denny of Dia has been the one mainstay on this squad. And we have not missed the playoffs. And we haven't missed the finals a single time, despite losing some really top-tier talent. Uh, and this is a good example, too. Last year, we lost Jalen Johnson. Still made it and won it. Now we lost Nas Reed. We don't have that great depth necessarily at the center position, or at least that top-end talent. How is that going to change things? So far, it hasn't. Denny of Dia has continued to dominate, I mean, just uh, at another level. It's very cool to see. Now, let's take a look at the all-star teams. Do we have anyone that makes it? So Denny of Dia, not a captain, although he has been one. He makes it again. He's a starter, seven-time all-star. How about that? Seven-time all-star. By the way, Nas Reed made it. He's not with us anymore. Six-time all-star. I mean, it's very, very cool to see. The one guy we're hoping maybe makes the list eventually is our guy, Vin Saunders. Hasn't made it yet, but time will tell on that. So we are almost to the trade deadline. Let's take a look and see what's happening with contract extensions. And so we have Denny, Timmy Rice, and Paolo Banchero, literally our three best players, are all willing to re-sign. Of course, we have to re-sign Denny of Dia. No joke, a four-year extension, $190 million. Uh, we do grab Timmy Rice, and the last one is Paolo, and boom, all three of those guys, because we waited and because we made some trades to open up some cap space, all of our top players were able to be re-signed to long extensions. Now, they're all getting a little older, a little longer in the tooth, so to speak, but that's okay. Uh, at a certain point, that's the way the NBA works. That's the way all sports work. You have to take advantage when you can. So we're going to simulate through the rest of the season and come back at you to take a look at superlatives, the overall record, and how we do in the playoffs. You're listening to The Howl, and this is Dash Radio's Nothing Net channel. Of course, your source for all things basketball and NBA. I wanted to jump back in before the end of the season here to go over some breaking news. Uh, ESPN sources, this is Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, the NBA and NBA PA have agreed on the withholding of 25% of each player paycheck beginning on May 15th. The deal gives gradual reduction in salary should force majeure provision be enacted with cancellation of regular season games. May 1 checks will be paid in full. Nothing else, just another interesting aspect of uh, the off, or I guess uh, the plans for the NBA so far. Obviously, every day things change. We just don't know what's going to happen uh, from one day to the next as far as the virus is concerned or as far as any of these sports leagues are concerned. Only time will tell there. As we finish the season, though, we finish 66-16. and 16. Cameron Barnes is your MVP for the Pacers. Lewis Hammonds, Rookie of the Year. Lou Dean is your sixth man of the year. Barik White, or sorry, Darik Whitehead is your Defensive Player of the Year with Miami. 
you have a Jorge Barea. Maybe it's a wait, wait. Uh, nope, that's uh, it's not Jorge, but JJ Barea, anyways. Uh, most improved player. Maybe this is JJ's son. He's Juan. I can't offhand. I can't think of what his name is. Uh, the J, what the J's stand for, I should say. No disrespect uh, to JJ, of course. Um, let's see. Ryan Saunders is your coach of the year. No shock there. Again, 66 and 16. Does anyone make the All NBA teams? And Denny of Dia does. Denny of Dia is All NBA third team. Very impressive there. And we are the one seed in the West. Let's take a look at the injury report. Do we have anyone on it? Hopefully not. And no, we've been lucky again. Very cool to see. And here we go. Simulating round number one. We're taking on the Clippers. They were the two seed last season. They are the eight seed this season. You'd think they'd probably have a pretty impressive squad if they were two last year. Maybe they lost a lot of players. It's tough to tell. You know, it's always hard to compete year in and year out if you don't have a Denny of Dia. Come on. I mean, that's that's the big difference here. Simulating round number two. We are at a 4-0 sweep, by the way. Ooh, we are down 1-0 in the second round. 2-1, though, we're back up. 3-1, and we are moving on. 4-1, we take it. We are in the Western Conference Finals. Can we keep the streak alive? Do we go to the Finals? We're down 1-0, 1-1, we're tied, 2-1, we're up, 3-1, we're up, and boom, we do it. 4-1, we're in the finals again, taking on yet again the Orlando Magic. Can we repeat, not only just in general, but against the Magic? 2-1, we're up, it's tied 2-2, they're up 3-2, and oh, they take it. So we did not finalize this, unfortunately. Bronny James is your finals MVP. Very cool to see there. Uh, Very good stat lines from Denny of Dia, it looks like. Uh, lots of things to like there. It does look like not having a dominant center was probably an issue, although that rookie we got is really, really good. Uh, really, really good, I should say, as it's Willie Carter. All right, so that's going to do it, I think, for this portion of the simulation. We'll come back to this because, I'm sorry, we have to continue what is the greatest streak I've ever seen in a simulation, not just in the pack prospects, but I've never done this where a team every single season makes the finals it's unheard of if you ask me so we will see what goes from there you've been listening to dash radio's nothing in a channel we are the howl we are on dash radio's nothing in a channel every wednesday from 2 p.m to 4 p.m central standard time in addition to that we are available on saturdays 10 a.m to noon so you want to make sure you tune into those but if you can't we understand although we do think you should but if you can't, we are found anywhere great podcasts are found. Podient, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, you know all the locations, and we are at all of them. And you don't want to miss any of these episodes. You're stuck at home during the pandemic. Make sure you tune in. Again, nothing but net on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app. It is free to listen. Listen in. There's lots of great basketball content. And when you're stuck at home, there's no better way to pass the time than learning about teams basketball, the draft, all the different things that we cover here on the station. No better way to work out, by the way, than listening to some great basketball content. Again, thank you for tuning in, and until next week, let me get a howl.